one day we'll get an opportunity to tell him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Turn the book of Matthew, chapter 1. We'll do our best. We started here last week. And the Lord brought me back to it again. Last week, if you was here, you know we preached that Christ would be born and that they would call Him Emmanuel. We talked about the relationship that you can have with God. This morning, Lord willing, I'm going to preach on the Savior that we need. Verse 20 we'll read. In chapter 1 of Matthew, and verse 21, and then we'll back up to the first of that chapter. Matthew 1, verse 20 says, But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost, and she shall bring forth a son. And thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. The book of Matthew is a little different than some of the other books. Uh, I went back and looked at each one of the Gospels and, uh, uh, and looked at how they began and what they focused on. And You find John chapter 1 and he says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God and the Word was God and the same was in the beginning with God. That's John chapter 1. John was in love with Christ and you see that uh, written in his Gospel. Uh, Luke, uh, who, who was a doctor by trade and medical, he was in, very intelligent and he begins and foretells the coming of John the Baptist and then the coming of Jesus Christ. And he does a great job of uh, teaching and, and preaching through uh, many of the miracles. Mark uh, is different even than, than those two. Uh, and he jumps right in uh, to the, the message that John the Baptist would bring. But Matthew starts with a genealogy. <coughs> Chapter 1, verse 1 says, The book of the generation of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. And then he goes on and for the next several verses. And says all these begats. Right? Somebody had somebody. Somebody had somebody. Somebody had somebody. And, and, and I was reading through that. And I was looking at, at those names. And I was reading through the story. And, and I thought, why did he start with the genealogy? I mean, it's, it's just a bunch of names. And now there's some names in there we recognize. Some names the Bible tells us and teaches us about. And, and, and I thought, well, Matthew is trying to make sure that the Jews understand that Jesus <laughs> is the Messiah. He is the Savior and His rightful King. He's giving Him a kingly heritage. But I begin to read it. And I begin to notice some things. Now, uh, we read this before. I may have preached it here before. I've read it many times. <coughs> but I read it this last time. And this is what I kept coming up with. Now, I want you just to follow with me. I'm not going to maybe read every one of them. But I want to stop and talk about some of these people's names that you see here. 
Jesus' family tree. Now, I don't know if any of you have done your family tree uh, or, or have carried your heritage back and have seen where things go. That can lead you to some really interesting things if you do it. You might find the good in your family tree and you might find some not so good. I got some family members that when Abby and I was dating, I didn't want her to meet them people. Hey Amen. I'm just going to be honest with you. I really didn't want her to. That's probably a few of them she really hasn't met still, and that's okay. This is Jesus' family tree. First one, it says <coughs> Abraham. Let's stop right there with, with Abraham. Now, now, Abraham is the father of the children of Israel. He's the one uh, that God comes to him and says, you're going to go here and you're going to uh, you're, you're going to go to this land and I'm going to multiply your seed and I'm going to do all of these things. And, 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 and he changed his name. His name was Abram and he became Abraham. But he's also the one that lied twice told people that his wife was his sister because he didn't want to fight with them. He was scared. He was scared, let's just be honest. He was scared and didn't want to fight with these people. So he lied because she was real pretty. I just... She was real, his wife was pretty and he thought, if I tell them she's my sister, then, then maybe they won't kill me to get her. Right? Now that's interesting. I don't know if you got any of that in your family tree or not. Right? Or they pretend and they have things that they're not. You probably do. Check Facebook out and you'll see that they're pretending to be some things that they ain't. Yeah. Amen, right? Yeah. This, is, this is true. Uh, he also agreed to a plan with his wife to have a child with her handmaid, right? Because she wasn't supposed to be able to. She's old. She wasn't going to have kids or whatever. And they tried to figure this thing out without God involved in it. So Abraham just... I mean, he seems like a pretty good fella for the most part. But he's got some things in there that maybe we question. Isaac, his son, that's the next one on the list. Isaac uh, was a promise from God. We know Isaac's the one that Abraham took up there and was going to sacrifice him and God provided him a ram and said, we don't see a whole lot about Isaac in, in the scriptures. Um, but we do see a place where he lied about his wife too and said that it was his sister. Just like his daddy did. Well, that's interesting, isn't it? Like son, the sins of the father and the sins of the son. That he do the same thing. Except the difference here is, is he got called. He was flirting with her, you see. He was flirting because he was really his wife. And they said, wait, wait a second. You wouldn't act like that with your sister. You told us a lie. And so he was a liar too. And you keep going and you, you have Jacob there. Jacob, his name sounds pretty good. I mean, he's the father of the 12 sons that become the 12 tribes. That's who Jacob is. Jacob had his name changed from Jacob to Israel because he was going to be the father of this great nation. That's who Jacob was. Jacob was strong and powerful, but he was a liar too. He lied uh, to his, uh, well, he, he, he stole uh, the birthright. He, you know, all these things that these, these people that are in here, they, they sound good, their names sound good, but, but when you start looking at them a little bit closer, you start seeing that there's things that just ain't right in there. And this is what Matthew begins 
his book on Jesus about. And you, you can read further. Uh, you'll see uh, Judah, uh, well, the tribe of Judah, which is what Jesus was to come from. Judah allowed his brother to be sold into slavery. Uh, every one of these guys, I went through and I, I, I started listening. I mean, I just started writing things uh, that, that happened in these people's lives. And, and over and over again, you see, you see that there's something that's just not right with each one of them. Now, if this is the family tree of Jesus, you would think for a moment that, well, I mean, Jesus doesn't have like the best family tree ever, right? I mean, that's what you'd think. That Jesus, if anybody had, had a good family line, it'd be Jesus. But you keep reading and you see, uh, skip down to verse 5. <coughs> verse 5 is an unusual thing because we see in a, gene in a Jewish genealogy, we see a woman appear. You'll notice there in verse 5 it says that Salmon begat Booz or Boaz of Rashab. Well, that Rashab is Rahab. Now, Rahab is one that you might remember who lived in the walls of Jericho. Y'all remember her? There were some spies come in and they were going to be caught and she hid them and then she let them down the walls and she saved the Israelite spies that had come into, into Jericho. Except she had a name that she was known as. She was Rahab the harlot. That was her name. That was her job. That's what she did for a living. You keep going through the Scripture and what you're going to find over and over are people with faults and sins. There's David. Oh, we know David. King David, giant slayer David, David, great David. David did all these things, including sleeping with another man's wife, having that man killed, fighting amongst his own family. He had so much, so much dysfunction in his family. They were trying, his own siblings trying to kill one another. Uh, he had things happen in his family that we would whisper to our neighbors about. You know what I'm talking about? You will not believe what's going on in that household. That's what was going on in this family. The great King David. You, you keep going. Uh, you'll see uh, there, there are other kings. There's Solomon, right? Solomon, known for his wisdom. Solomon, known for completing the building of the temple. The most beautiful structure probably the Bible describes uh, built by King Solomon. His wisdom beyond measure. But Solomon had many, many wives and many, many concubines. Now you may say, well, that was the time period. But here's the problem. He allowed them to practice the worship to false gods. His wives introduced false gods into the people of Israel, which later on become a plague to them that they couldn't get rid of. Over and over again, the next kings after him, we had good king, bad king, good king, bad king. Because of why? Because of false gods right in the middle of their, their nation. And he could, have, he could have prevented all that. You, you can just keep going through here and, and, and study each one of these. you got uh, Rehoboam, and you, the one that allowed the kingdom to be split into two. And then you can look and you see uh, uh, King Asa is in there. King Asa was a good king, except he used treasury of God to be bribe money. And so I was reading this and I was thinking, wow, this is not really that good group of people. 
This is not like, hey, this is the all-star team. Now, why in the world, why in the world would God put this as his genealogy for his son? Why would Matthew start it off at the beginning of his book? Why would Matthew say, this is what I want people to know. This is what I want people to see. Why would Matthew do that? Well, then I looked up Matthew's story. Turn to Matthew chapter 9. We're going to come back to one in just a minute. Verse 9 of chapter 9. And as Jesus passed forth from thence, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the receipt of custom. And he saith unto him, Follow me. And he arose and followed him. And it came to pass, as Jesus sat at meat in the house, behold, many publicans and sinners came and sat down with him and his disciples. And when the Pharisees saw it, they said unto his disciples, Why eateth your master with publicans and sinners? But when Jesus heard that, he said unto them, They that be whole need not a physician, but they that are sick. But go ye and learn what that meaneth, and I will have mercy, I will have mercy and not sacrifice. For I am not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Matthew was a tax collector. That was his job, his tax collector. He was a tax collector for the Roman government, not for the Jews. So he was a Jewish man who was a tax collector for the Romans, which meant he was hated by his own people. They didn't like him very much. Not only did they not like him, they considered the fact that he was a tax collector, that he was chief among sinners because he had turned against his own people. That's what they called. That's what they believed him. Let me tell you about Matthew. Matthew was somebody who nobody else liked. Matthew was somebody who every day had to deal with the fact that people were going to spit at him. They were going to cast curses at him. They were going to say ugly things about his back every time he walked around. Matthew was a person without hope. That's who Matthew was. And so what Matthew did in his book, he said, I want you to see something here. I want you to see that in spite of liars, in spite of criminals, in spite of thieves, in spite of cowards, in spite of somebody who would be an adulterer, in spite of somebody who would be a murderer, Jesus chose to come anyway. You see, he had no hope until Jesus came by. Jesus sat down with him. Jesus come in spite of all the things that we would do. Jesus come because he was going to be the Savior of the world. The only reason he would come to be the Savior of the world is if people needed saving. These people needed saving. Jesus come in spite of who you would be. Every time, brother, that we sit back on him and we don't do what we're supposed to do, he come anyway. Right. He looked at the lion and said, Oh, there's Abraham. Oh, Abraham's going to make a mess of this thing. Boy, he ain't worth a dime. I'm going to come anyway. 
He's seen Isaac and there's Isaac. He's going to follow in his father's footsteps. Make the same mistakes and maybe worse. And he said, I'm going to come anyway. He looks at Jacob and says, oh my goodness, you're going to steal from your own brother. You're going to deceive your father. You're going to do all these terrible things. I'm going to come anyway. He looks down the road at Judah, who, who has a child with his daughter-in-law, and says, I'm going to come anyway. Because this is a people that needs saving. And Matthew looks at his own life and he's hated by everybody and says, nobody loves me. The people that talk to me are the worst kind of people to be around. That's the only friends I've got. And Jesus come anyway. Let me tell you something. In Luke chapter 2, when there's a bunch of shepherds in a field and angels are showing up, they're, they're, they're in a place where look, they're, just the, they're just the lowliest of lives. They're the people that ain't got any other jobs to do. They don't have any other hope. But Jesus come anyway. Yeah. Luke chapter 2 verse 8 says, And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. Are you hearing about them? Mm -hmm. Those that were not worthy, those that had lives that were like everybody else's, those whose family trees look like yours and mine, when we look at our own lives, those kind of people, the glory of the Lord come down to shine on them. Mm -hmm. And it says, And they were so afraid, and the angel said unto them, Fear not, behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. He come to save. Yes. He come to save. Who does He save? He saves people who need saving. You know what? I think a lot of times we're so afraid that the world might know what kind of problems we got going on. We're so afraid that the world might know what kind of trouble we got in our lives and we keep it bottled up and hidden down. Jesus come to save. From those things. Can I tell you, there's not anything that's going on in your life, in your family's life, that he wasn't aware of before he came. He came, Bible says, while we were yet sinners, Christ came. Amen? Yeah. Let me tell you something. Matthew said, I want you all to understand. I told you this morning, and I just felt full because I feel like I relate with Matthew. And that I know how unworthy I am. Matthew said, nobody loves me. I need you to understand this morning. It's what his book's about. He wants you to understand nobody loved me before. But then Jesus came. Yeah. Would you look at all these people and see their lives and know how bad they are and he come anyway. He put himself in a holy manger so that he might grow up in a little life and come to me. Yeah. And nobody else would. I tell you, I'm full this morning because Jesus come for me. Yeah. I'm full this morning, can I tell you? I've been on the mountaintop, brother, and he come for me. Well, yeah. that's something in it this morning to know what you are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Here, this morning, know what you are. And he come for you. Right. Oh, how blessed we are. Yeah. How blessed we are that he would come for someone such as I. Oh, what a Christmas gift. Yeah. Yeah. Right. What a Christmas 
gift. You can't beat that. Ain't nothing I'll ever get better than what he's given me. Matthew says, please understand me. Please understand me. I had no hope. I had no hope. But then came Jesus. I had no hope. Do you know Matthew was not his 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 original name? Matthew is what they call him. Matthew is what they call him because it's a, it's, it means a gift of Christ. It means that he was blessed by Christ. His true name was Levi, which meant that he was a good follower. A Levite was one who did the works. Right? The Levites were the ones that made sure that things were done right. It meant that he was a good father. Matthew says, please don't, go, don't call me that because I've not been that. That's not who I am. But I tell you what I am now. I'm in Him. What I should have been, I wasn't good at. And what I should have done right, I didn't do right. But praise God, because of Him, I'm different today. That's Matthew's story. That's Matthew's story. I want to tell you, his family tree is a lot like mine. I, I, I didn't come from greatness. I had good parents. Uh, they loved me and they carried me to church. But they didn't come from nothing. I didn't come from some royal line. I didn't come from a bunch of money or wealth. But what I tell you, what I've come from is a Lord and Savior who loves me yeah. in spite of all that. That's right. What a gift this morning. Amen. What a gift this morning. Yeah. Amen. Have you met with Him today? Because see, that's what He is. He is <coughs> the gift of Christ. You've heard it said, and it's cliche, but it has true meaning. A gift is not a gift. Not when it's received, but when it's opened and received. Mm-hmm. Have you received Him today? Have you met with him today? Are you are you still living on what the preacher's got? Are you getting on the mountain yourself? He's the Savior. He'll save you today. If you'll come. Y'all get a verse of song. I don't feel like I need to do any more than that. I'm so thankful in spite of me. A loving Savior come my way. Have you told him? Have you talked to him? <coughs> Have you spent that time with us? As they say.